Welcome back to Crosstalk with the Pinkneys. Uh, first of all, we want to thank all of y'all for y'all support, for all the people who've actually listened to us, uh, the encouraging messages, uh, the feedback we've gotten, everything. It's just been very, very much of a blessing to us. And uh, to be honest with you, uh, just reminds us of our reminds us of our purpose of doing this. Not only to glorify the Lord, but we actually see the fruits of it. The numbers don't necessarily matter, but we actually are um, just happy for all the people that are supporting the Pinkneys here. You, you got anything, baby? I think I was a bit overwhelmed. <laughs> yeah, she she was when I was coming back with the feedback. I was like, "Who are all these people? We don't know that many people." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Most of my most of my bad rap friends and a lot of just you know our local people support us too. So absolutely, but yeah, yeah like completely. Like it, it might not surprise surprise Mr. Pinkney, but it surprised me a bit. But it did surprise me a bit. Like, thanks guys. Yeah, sincerely, we, we uh, sincerely appreciate, appreciate y'all for certain. All right, so today's episode, uh, it's funny because we switched topics like three times. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah um yeah i'm not gonna tell you what those topics were but they will be coming up in future episodes but uh today we're gonna be talking about purposeful preparation uh this is just a lesson it, this came from my wife's heart uh just out of the blue when she was doing her devotion time with the lord and uh, she was just like you know baby we just need to have an idea uh, something that just popped out to me when i was reading her devotion and i was just like i'm down for anything and she brought me up to this, uh, brought me up to speed with what she was reading, and I thought it'd be very edifying and a blessing to everybody that was uh, taking the time to listen to us. So I'm gonna give it off to my baby here, and uh, she's gonna bless us with the background, and we're just gonna go from there. So love bug, hey what you got yeah, for us? Hey yeah. So I don't know some of the, like some of the other topics we were throwing around. Some I don't know they just. When something speaks to you, something speaks to you. And I'm one, I don't like to force something mm -hmm. um, unless it's, I don't know, speaking directly to my heart. Um, and like the morning devotions here lately. So y'all were going to learn very quickly. I'm going to go ahead and give you the lowdown on that. I am an Old Testament junkie. Like, give me OT all day long. Yeah, she's le legit my other half. I like OT. There's a couple of books in the Old Testament that are my favorite personally, but you know, New Testament. That's what that's what made me, you know. So, yeah. Well, we'll get into that in the future, you know. Right. Absolutely. But yeah, like for some people who say that the Old Testament is not relevant anymore, have you read it? <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a false statement for anybody to say that out loud. Like y'all. All right. So old old our New Testament is great, especially with the Gospels and all the Pauline epistles. You know, a lot of edification going on there. But like Old Testament is like. No lie, like, hashtag real life. There are some savage stories up in the Old Testament. And I'm, I am more of a, like, I, I learn better and I'm able to identify more with people's stories. And that's what Old Testament is full of, is just basically creation all the way up to how... Um, God chose his special people in Israel, and it really follows the story of Israel as God's people. Um, y'all, <laughs> sorry, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna try to make this quick. It's like I could, I could sit here all day and talk about Old Testament. It's she amazing. Could. I really could. <laughs> I'm not mad though. You know. All right. So where I've been at, um, 
got through Genesis, y'all, I, I spent some, like, legit time in Leviticus. Like, Leviticus, the, the, the book that nobody wants to touch. Oh, there was some good stuff in that. There was actually some um, Facebook memories that popped up over the last week about, yes, about huh. some stuff I found in Leviticus. So, yeah, that'll be, yeah, that's good stuff. All right, so where I'm at... I finished up the story of David, which ran into Solomon, right? Because Solomon was David's son, took the throne after him. And then there was something that happened um, during Solomon's reign where um, God basically brought a prophecy of, hey, you know, the kingdom is going to be divided. Um, It's no longer going to be one united kingdom, but I'm not going to bring that to pass during your lifetime. I'm old. It's going to happen, you know, later on with your son. So, right after Solomon dies, bam, kingdom of Israel is split. Um, Judah and the tribe of Benjamin is one kingdom, um, known as like J- Judah is what they call it. And then the other ten tribes of Israel make up the kingdom of Israel is how it's referenced in the Bible. So, um, like, in the middle of all of this chaos with the kingdom being divided, it goes through very quickly in First Kings, the book of First Kings, where it talks about, you know, there was different kings who obeyed God and ones that didn't, and then there would come another along that did and one that wouldn't. Um, and basically, what was going on during this time is the people were rebelling. So God was the true God. But yet there was this influence and this influx of idol worship. Like God had been so good to Israel and yet they were turning their back on their creator and serving gods that could not hear them, Mm. could not see them, could not help them. Um, But even when there was a righteous king who would come into play, it was like as soon as he died then they would go right back to their old ways of idolatry. Um, so, like, real life there mm-hmm. is how many times have can we relate to stories where, like, I can relate to it in my own personal life from about the time that I was, I'm going to say 12, probably from Boom. 12, I know, right on up mm-hmm. into my mid-20s. So, let's say about a decade of time there, 10 years Um, I was constantly on that cycle of wanting to pursue God after my own heart, but then having idols in my life that um, God would take a back seat. I would put him on a back burner and I would pursue after what I wanted to. And you know what always happens when that happens? What happens? You end up in disaster. That is a true fact. Looking for somebody to rescue you. So who do I know can rescue you? I would turn back to Jesus. Amen. And try to do all I could to pursue after Jesus. But then, of course, the idols would come back up and I had to make a choice. And every time I was choosing the idols over Jesus. And my idols, man. Yes. It is insane. And those idols can come in many different shapes and forms. For me, it was relationships. Um, I craved tangible earthly relationships over my relationship with Christ every single time. Every single time, y'all. And, like, when you choose to have relationships over Christ, you are going to be highly disappointed. Because He is the only um, the only relationship that is going to bring you true joy. That is going to bring you true purpose. 
um, that is going to establish who your worth is, what your worth is. Um, there's no relationship that can do that for you. And if it does, it's going to be temporary. Because some of them relationships made me feel real good. Real good. Um, but it didn't last. So anyway. Alright, so right smack dab in the middle of all of this chaos going on in Israel. In steps the prophet Elijah. Alright, boom. There he is. So kind of the thing that struck me with Elijah is he comes onto the scene as a prophet. Whenever we are introduced to a prophet, he is like God's voice to the people. Mm -hmm. So that's who Elijah was. That's a huge responsibility on his shoulders. So he brings this message um, of judgment that has taken place and basically tells the king, hey, because of the sins of the people, there is going to be no rain on the earth for three or for uh, until I say that it comes back. You know, so he actually didn't give a time frame. He just said from now on there's going to be no rain until God deems that it's going to come back. So for three to three and a half years, um, there's no rain on the land. And Elijah basically disappears because God called him away to a place of solitude. Um, I thought it was interesting. It wasn't something that Elijah chose, but being that we just introduced Elijah as a prophet, as the voice of God, babe, this is crazy, right? About it. So it was also a judgment of God. I don't think we I actually talked about this part, but it was a judgment of God for Elijah to go away because a form of judgment is not hearing God's voice. That is super true. Uh, yeah, keep reading, please. Yeah, I need this. Let me have, let me have some more of that. Yeah. yeah, so that was part of the jet. Like, the rain was one thing because their crops were not going to grow. So, they, you know, you were going to starve if you didn't have food. But not hearing the voice of God for three years because his prophet has been taken away to a place of solitude. What a desolate, scary place for the children of Israel to be in. Not hearing from God. And then their livelihood taken away. Like, wow. Um, so that just made me think about, you know, what? who else experienced this in the Bible? Like, who else had this time um, where they were called to a place of solitude? Um, and you got to think, during that three and a half times, it wasn't just Elijah waiting around. Like, God was using different circumstances in his life to really teach him um, and you got to think, God didn't tell him it was going to be three years. Elijah literally had to walk by faith every single day um, until God gave him directions otherwise. Um, like another person who comes to mind is Moses. After Moses left Egypt, he was in the wilderness as a shepherd for 40 years before God ever called him back to Egypt to deliver the people, right? Another interesting one, my man Paul. After Paul's conversion on the Damascus Road, um, he went into the desert of Arabia for three years, um, learning all he could about, you know, the, the scriptures and the word of God and ministry. And, hey, he didn't appear back on the scene for three years. And then you got to think about the life of Jesus. Like, really, the only thing we hear about Jesus, other than, you know, his miraculous birth, is 12 years old when he's in the temple. And then from 12 years old to 30, we really hear nothing except one verse. And it says that the man Jesus grew in favor with God and men. That's, That's like real. all you hear. But then 
at 30 years old, he has three years of ministry that takes place. So, like, let's think about it this way. What are some times in our lives, um, and this is for specifically for believers, because mm-hmm. um, all of these people were believers. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one of them was the Son of God, and yet he still had to go through a preparation period. So, like, what are some examples or some things in your life where you have felt like God has called you to a place of solitude in order to do some preparing in your heart? Mm, talk about it. Mm, that's kind of that's deep. That's that's heavy because I'm pretty sure everybody who heard that last ten seconds immediately went somewhere in their brain. I don't. I'm not saying I necessarily know what's going on in your life because you know I ain't got that kind of omniscience. I ain't that cool. But uh, yeah, I, I most definitely can relate personally. Um, if we just want to get into it, um, personally, um, heck, my conversion in general was that. Um, like we discussed briefly in the first episode when mm-hmm. we talked about origin mm-hmm. stories, when I first got saved, like, or at least in that process of God, you know, softening my heart and pursuing me and the Holy Spirit drawing me in to get to know him and who he truly was. A lot of crazy things just randomly start happening. You usually know you're getting deployed months and months before it happens. <laughs> After like God did his thing in my life and. I was sitting on my dorm porch the next day. I was like, all right, Monday starting back up. Man, NCO came in the building and said, hey, man, uh, going to lunch? I said, yeah, man. He was like, uh, yeah, while you're on lunch, you might want to just make a couple calls. Um, going on a six-month vacation for a little bit, you know. Uh, wow. And uh, within the next four weeks. So, uh, yeah, handle that. And I was just like, excuse me? Now, like, mind you, like, I've never been deployed nothing like that but everything in my spiritual life is completely transformed and i'm renewing my mind using the start bible and that came from another person that god had in my life that i looked up to in my workplace and started reading that and then deployment comes deployment comes i went dolo i went by myself oh well i was with my nco but in regards to like my circle and my friends it was just me being separated from them and that was my moment of solitude. And man, when I tell you that so much transformation in my mind happened when I was in the desert, I had a 180-day Bible plan. Count that down. That's six months. I read the Bible on a Bible plan part every day. And I, I learned so much. If That went from Old Testament to New, so I was in both. And that was just that. Like, I was still reading regularly and let alone everything else that was transforming my mind. Cause like I said, Romans, that's my book that, that kicked, that kicked my heart's door in. Like that was just everything. Hashtag Romans. Yeah. Romans is in my top five favorite books. He quotes it all the time. Yeah. Though. That's just, that's just <laughs> it. You know, if anybody on here listening, listen, uh, read Romans. Yeah. That's top five. But um, that's just my opinion. But anyway, um, and everything I was just learning and I didn't even know I was being prepared to me. It was just overwhelming joy to just feel this new freshness and outlook on life and stuff like that. Not to say that Christianity is just a different outlook on life. It is the truth and everything like that. So um, everything was happening. The way I looked at people, how I saw people, um, that prepared me to treat people differently. Heck, a lot of that stuff was, uh, how do you say it? 
it helped me love my wife better before we even pursued that part of our relationship. Like how to love people in general. Mm. Um, that was just, that was powerful. Um, discipleship. Uh, I hated, oh, quick also a sidebar. Maybe he was working the whole time because I went in with no actual job picked. I went in something called Open General. And that's when they give you a job. Mm. And, you know, you, all right, here's a list. I'm pretty sure Mercy Management was not on my list. I'm, I'm certain because it didn't sound like anything I put on there by choice. Um, but it it can't be my job. And I hated it the whole time. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to act like, yo, it was just amazing. But nah, this, this job, to me, for the type of person I am, this job was terrible. But it's so many tools and things that God shaped in me through the people that he had implanted in my life. And that's just being there, let alone the deployment. Uh, I teach Sunday school. I'm not, can't, I'm not crowd shy or anything like that. I'm not afraid to speak in, in, in front of bodies of people because I literally did that for eight years that was of good. my, my whole career. Yeah. You know, like my first time speaking in a, in a crowd of people, I had cotton mouth because my teacher set me up, but we can get that later. But yeah, and it but it's it's so much to be gained in solitude or separation. A lot of people just feel like they are lost. They don't they feel confused about this. They feel like God is punishing them, but the best place that God can have you is alone because it really puts in that perspective of everything that he's going to mold in you. You start asking questions. Mm-hmm. And then if you pay attention to even some of the questions you're asking, some of the idols in your heart will be brought to your mind or brought to the front of your face uh, a lot of people uh, struggle with that and uh but i'll I tell you like this and i say this all the time because i truly believe it because i've lived it out there is nothing that happens in your life that god is not allowed to happen mm-hmm. there's nothing then the god has never been surprised i'm pretty certain like he's never been surprised so but yeah just understand the preparation i've, I've through my job I've, I've learned to teach i've learned how to write papers and plenty of things that aid me in like administering the gospel to people. Uh, I learned to love people better than the self-righteous love that I thought was once pure. Uh, found out that was garbage. But um, and amongst just that, but so many other things. I mean, I can go on forever, but the preparation period is vital. I would say don't necessarily reject it or rebuke it or find it harsh. Uh, just self-reflect in those times where you know God has placed you in a situation of separation and what what things around you are can help you prepare or help prepare and shape you into what he needs you to do according to your gifts and according to his plan for your life before the foundations of the earth were created. Understand that. Think about that. And think about all the things in your life, the good incidents, the bad incidents. There's something literally to learn about God or something to learn from about God in every event that takes place in your life from the morning, the time you wake up in the morning to when you drive back home or when you fall in traffic or whatever the case may be, you never understand. You can never truly fathom God. Obviously we're just mortals. So we could never act at the same time, actually just understand God and his fully or his fullness and his glory. Good gravy. Well, heck Moses came down orange. From the, yeah. So you know, but that that's just another story. Um, but yes, please don't don't 
look at seclusion as a bad thing. There's a lot of great things that happen while you're secluded. And I'm going to go to my wife because she got a story too. I got a couple. Talk about it. Um, But I'm not going to hold everybody long. So. That was shade. I am. No, I'm not. Because <laughs> I know how it is. Like, y'all, I can barely keep somebody. Like, if I can't keep you for 20 minutes, I ain't going to keep you for 30. Right? That's the same way with me. Like, if you ain't made this somewhat interested by 20 minutes, I'm probably not going to listen to the rest of the podcast. <laughs> so, I know how to summarize. All right. So, there's two instances in particular in my own life when I can think about it. So, at the beginning of the podcast, I mentioned that one of the idols in my life was relationships with other people. Um, I remember so specifically one of the cycles I was going in where um, I was actually in counseling in Christian counseling to, um, I don't know, just really work out what was going on in my life and why I was making the decisions I was making. Um, And I went on a road trip. I love road trips. I think they are awesome. My husband, I'll take him along with me, whether he likes it or not. I would say, I'll put quick sidebar, whatever my wife needs, (laughs) even if I don't want to do it. We're polar opposites, but if it's going to help my wife, this is my expression of love and sacrifice. Thank you, baby. So, yeah. So, all right. So, quick question. Or or quick little... I'm going to move that story very quickly. Basically, that I had no business going on that road trip (laughs) at all to meet with a person who um, I knew, but I didn't know very well. Right? Um, But anyway... I remember specifically I was driving down the road and when you get up into mountain country, sometimes they have tunnels that go through mountains, right? I was on one of those particular roads driving around a mountain and I just remember thinking, you know, why am I on this trip anyway? Like this is, I I, I don't know. I was having a lot of questions and I remember specifically not, it's not very often, um, that you get you feel like god is impressing something on your heart but like right at that minute um right before i was about to drive through this tunnel i felt god impress on my heart um specifically saying after this trip things are going to be different and y'all right at that moment i went into the tunnel where things got really really dark and then came out on the other side of the tunnel where the light was just so bright. It was blinding me. And it was just kind of like, you know, like in movies when they have that um, theatrical music, like dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> I kid you not. I'm like, I low-key kind of giggled. I'm like, God, you're kind of funny, right? <laughs> like, how are you going to make this all dramatic right now? But, I mean, it really did. And I can tell you right now, my life, absolutely, my perspective of God and having that relationship with God completely changed after that trip. I can remember that pivotal point. Now, was that to say that um, I surrendered everything over to God and that things were hunky-dory after that? It took some time, but the road to that surrender started after that trip. I specifically remember that. Um, And then, all right, so second story. That was story one. Second story um, was actually Eric's second deployment. So we were talking at the time. Oh, yeah, this, yeah. um, And 
both of us were like dancing around this conversation that we didn't want to have, but it was just so heavy, man, y'all. Hmm. And so you got to think the idol that I've had in my life all this time was what? Relationships. Relationships. And who was I dabbling in a relationship with? Mr. Pinkney. Yes, I was. So I'm like, oh, I don't want to screw this up. I don't I don't want God to end up going to a back burner. I know he I know he knows you, Lord, but I'm gonna screw this up somehow. I know I am. So God had been impressing on both of us and I didn't know it at the time but I just kept feeling that impression from God saying, You need to step back from this relationship. Mm-hmm. You, um, you've had this cycle going on for so long um, that I could feel my own self starting to put Eric on a pedestal just because that was familiar to me and that's what I always did. And I did not want to go down that path anymore. Um, and so that was kind of the impression I got is I need to have a conversation with Eric and I think we need to step back from this relationship. I don't know for how long or what it's going to look like, but this needs to happen. So my heart was shattered. I was going to go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) So on a Sunday afternoon, um, that we sat down and talked and you actually said, you know, I've kind of been feeling the same way. I just haven't wanted to have this conversation. Is that, that is a fact that, yeah, I can't deny this at all. Continue. Okay. So we made that decision, you know, of maybe we just need to step back and not be as frequently in contact um, and just kind of, I don't know, be more of friends. Um, I don't know, just back it up a few steps, y'all. I cannot make this up. So we literally had that conversation the very next day he got orders for deployment. And far the time in advance, though, like I, they they let me know. But <laughs> it was the next day, baby. After when that I got notified, yeah. yes. Yeah, so like two things went through my brain of, oh my lord, because y'all, if that would have happened, if I would have waited and we wouldn't have had that conversation, once he got orders for deployment, I would have never had that conversation with him because I would have thought in the back of my brain that he was thinking I was trying to get rid of him because I didn't want to have to deal with separating with deployment. Right. Mm -hmm. So I would have never had that conversation with him. And two, it was almost like God saying, "Um, yeah, I'm glad you had that conversation. I'm glad you were brave enough to handle it because you're going to get separated physically whether you want to or not. Yeah, that's a fact. (laughs) Like God was like, yeah, you can do this the easy way or the hard way. So I'm glad y'all had this conversation. But just to let you know, the separation was going to happen regardless of whether you wanted it to or not. As a fact. And I was like, oh, that's what that feels like. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but the beauty of that, y'all, um, just to tie in where these times of solitude and kind of stepping away from things when God calls you to that, um, it was during that time when Eric went for his deployment that I was, que- you know, I was having a lot of questions about our relationship and if it was, you know, something that was going to be in my future or kind of what I just needed clarity all the way around. I needed to know that God was still first in my life and that a relationship wasn't going to become an idol. Mm -hmm. And it was during that time, God gave me confirmation that Eric was the man that I was supposed to marry. Amen to that. Cause I trust God, but you know, sometimes even though we say that and we do believe it, 
we don't necessarily like the process of it. Like, because no. we, no. us humans like to be no. in the known and not the unknown, but. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And that, yeah, like, I completely agree with that statement of, um, don't despise the time that you are called into That's kind of that, that quiet season. Despise, baby, yeah, despise. I, I was, I need to read more. Yeah. So yeah. let me read you the, the verse that kind of really spoke to me. This is found in Matthew 10, 27. This is Jesus talking to the disciples after he had already called them. And it says, what I tell you now in the darkness. So they were spending this time with Jesus. He was teaching them, but it wasn't like on a, not not necessarily like a really public area, public place, right? What I tell you now in darkness, shout abroad when daybreak comes. What I whisper in your ear, shout it from the housetops for all to hear. So let me kind of put that in perspective for you. When you're in a place of solitude, that can be a lonely place. That can be a questioning place. Mm -hmm. That can be a dark, heavy place. And there is a purpose for that. A lot of times it strips away our pride. Yeah. It strips away any false strength that we feel like we have. It gets us down to the bare bones of our humanity. And a lot of times we don't like to feel our humanity and our vulnerability. But what God says into us in that dark season, what we learn through that dark season, how much more sense is that going to make when we get into the light, when we get into the other side of that where we can share it? It says to shout it from the rooftops. And that doesn't mean necessarily in a public place, but being able to share those dark valley experiences with other people. Mm -hmm. When God has called you to a place of solitude to do some refining inside of you, to reveal some idols that are inside of you, y'all, that is priceless time. And I have been in a place where I was despising, I like to call it layer peeling, (laughs) Yeah. God ripping back layers of your heart. And when you look down and see really the ugliness and the sinfulness that is in your own heart of what he's trying to reveal, mm-hmm. not that he can accuse you and bring condemnation into your life, but that so he can refine you so you can surrender those areas over to him. That is that is priceless seasons. They're painful. Yeah. But there is purpose behind the pain. There's so much growth. I think that's the problem. I think, I don't know where this is coming from. I don't know who I'm speaking to. But a lot of us Christians have fallen to this mindset that, and we're quick to tell others this, Mm -hmm. that Christianity is not comfortable. But yet we're surprised when discomfort comes through trial or preparation separation or whatever the case may be we're surprised i'm like yo hit this me is with that line. hit me with that line what do you always say i say a lot you got it you got to growth re- oh yeah growth and uh comfort are not mutually exclusive yes at all yo, not in this line. walk say it again say it again. <laughs> say it again growth and comfort are not mutually exclusive yes that, you know? it's really not in this life like not in this life i can't this christian walk that ain't it like aka get out your comfort zone growth ain't gonna happen when you're comfortable it it really doesn't if there's no challenge there's 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 nothing to test like there's nothing to bring out of you if if everything i what i heard on the album i was listening to said a a smooth sea does not make a skilled sailor you know what i'm saying like you can't ah 
Oh, yeah. I had to let that click a second. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Try to rap But anyway, um, but yeah, that was just like that. I mean, there's, I, in fact, I encourage you. I know this sounds crazy, but this is something I've developed through going through this multiple times. Right. Embrace your discomfort. Mm-hmm. Please embrace mm-hmm. your discomfort. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Think about why you're dis- why you're uncomfortable. What is being taken away from you? Why do you cling on to what's been taken away from you so much? Because what is that revealing? Idols. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is standing between you and your relationship with God? What are you valuing more than your relationship with God? It might be money. Yep. It might be relationships. Mm-hmm. It might be um, um, power. Yeah. You know, there are all kinds of idols that can be in people's lives. And until that cage starts getting rattled, mm-hmm. um, whatever really sets you off or makes you angry or upset or frustrated, that's probably going to reveal the area of your life. I want a quick, quick plug. Shout out to my brother Renz, who actually preached on Wednesday. Yes. Uh, my brother Renz, we most definitely have an episode with him on here talking about worship. But that's another thing. Like the singing. But anyway... Um, he said, my brother Renz is a worshiper. If you ever see a small, skinny Filipino guy crying his eyes out, praising God, I guarantee that's probably my boy Renz. That's him. Um, but his worship is beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's convicting. But he gave his testimony and, uh, he grew up Catholic and, um, he's from the Philippines. So he grew up over there, obviously. And he said humans were meant to worship. We Mm -hmm. were created to worship. But what we worship is flawed in us. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, wow. Because he was like, a lot of people worship sports. They worship money. Uh They worship plenty of things in life. You're going to worship something. But what are you worshiping and what value does it bring to your life Mm -hmm. at the end of the day? When he said that, I was like, yo, this is why God made him my friend. (laughs) Huh. That's 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 it. Yeah, that is it. And that was probably one of the most powerful things he said that night. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, like God's gonna do amazing things to my brother Renz. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, that was kind of our little. I don't know, just our little perspective or thoughts or food for thought that we wanted to bring in tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, and this has really made the gears crank up in my mind too. Of like really not being afraid of that process of allowing God to really dethrone the idols that are that are in my life mm-hmm. dethrone them because until the until God is in his rightful place in our life there is going to be some unrest I'm not yeah. going to say struggle because mm-hmm. struggle is good mm-hmm. people look at struggle in a negative sense but when you're in a struggle, that means you're wrestling with something, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing. But anyway, that was kind of what we wanted to bring on Cross Talk tonight. Um, we appreciate you guys' support so much. Uh, is there anything so. you want to end with, Pink? Yeah, I kind of want to. I want y'all to reflect on this and ask yourselves a couple questions. Like we said, this is great conversation for us. Heck, it even like it says, grind the gears in our brain. But uh. One of the th- purposes of this podcast is to not only just edify us, but through the process of edification comes challenging. And I challenge y'all to think about some of the things in y'all's lives that are idols, maybe, or what things that 
you may be despising or whatever the case may be that God has placed in your mm-hmm. lives or allowed to take place in your life. I'm not saying he just he just enjoys us struggling or whatever, but trying to embrace it. You know what I'm saying? Like what mm-hmm. what have you hey, good thing to think about is when you're going through something, what have you prayed for? Yes, mm-hmm. preach. Like what have you been praying for lately? You've been praying for patience? You have a crazy week maybe? That's opportunity to practice the patience that you're asking for. Because it ain't a sprinkle fairy dust type thing. No, y'all, y'all, not. That's not how this works. So, But yeah, just think, just bring to your own mind. Y'all know yourselves better than us. We just in a closet recording. So, uh, it's getting hot up in here. <laughs> it is kind of steamy. But uh, yeah, I just challenge y'all to reflect on the things we talked about. Not necessarily our words are the most powerful. Heck, reflect on anything. Maybe a scripture came to mind while you, we were talking and you were thinking about things. Go to that scripture. Pray. Go ask God. Go seek God. Amen. You know, and go read some Old Testament. It'll bless you. Yeah, she she going to plug that for sure. Read some Old Testament. But uh, yes, this was purposeful preparation with the Pinkneys. Ha ha. The three people. Oh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I hope y'all enjoyed. Like we said at the very beginning, we appreciate y'all support and y'all's feedback is always wel- uh, welcomed and uh, wanted, by the way. But yes, sir. And no, yes, we ma'am. We'll see y'all next time. In two weeks or so. Sounds Love. Good. Bye, y'all. <laughs>